It's a death sentence. A Palestinian refugee living in a refugee camp lamenting Washington's decision to freeze funding for the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian or Palestine refugees in the Near East. Uh, let's use the title UNRWA. Um, let's bring in as well Carl Shembri, regional media advisor in the Middle East, Norwegian Refugee Council based in Amman, Jordan specifically, uh, one of the countries for camps of Palestinian refugees. Thank you very much for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. And the context here is that the U.S. Department of State announced it was withholding $65 million out of a $125 million aid package earmarked for the organization. It's seen as being potentially catastrophic for millions of Palestinians in need. Millions. Is that the case as you witness it on the ground? Indeed, we're uh, talking about uh, over 5 million Palestinian refugees scattered across the, the region, the Middle East, from uh, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, uh, occupied by uh, Israel, up to Lebanon, Jordan, and Syria, which is, uh, as, as you all know, an, an active war zone, where Palestinian refugees displaced, since, uh, some of them since 1948 or uh, later, uh, have been living and hosting, uh, hosted there by the uh, Syrian government in this case in Jordan, where I where I live and work. Uh, also, um, many other uh, Palestinian refugees hosted here for for decades, and in Lebanon, uh, very cramped camps um, where UNWA, the UN Relief and Work Works Agency, which is uh, mandated, set up by the UN to look after Palestinian refugees. Uh, is the only uh, agency that has uh, the full extent of services that it, it gives to these refugees. It is their only lifeline. Uh, they get food aid, they get the half a million children uh, get uh, education and UNRWA schools, they get um, any kind of assistance which which is available um, already, already according to the uh, limited funding because uh, when one suffers chronically from uh, funding problems, this year is uh, has started uh, catastrophically. I would say with uh, half its budget that was coming from the U.S., the top donor, number one donor, humanitarian donor, and and the top donor for UNRWA um, has been withheld to start the year like that. That is that is extremely catastrophic. And it's not for one, it's not for the Palestinian leadership um, that is going to suffer. suffer. It is, it is the most vulnerable, dispossessed, stateless Palestinians uh, who are out there and depend on this, on this uh, institution, the only one that is providing uh, such an extent of aid services. I was talking to my colleagues in Lebanon. Mm. They were telling me about this uh, Palestinian woman um, who has five children. She has had a C-section that saved her life, uh, and she could only do it because UNRWA provided that, that service for her. And uh, her, her five children go to UNRWA schools, and she's uh, extremely concerned now that uh, now these services might be uh, closing down, shutting down um, one after the other as these funds, if, if, the sh- if the massive shortfall left by the U.S. administration isn't covered by other uh, governments and donors. Can you clarify f- any confusion that there may be on on the status of Palestinians, even 
living in their homeland as refugees, as well as those, of course, across the Middle East, including where you are in Jordan. Right. It is uh, uh, a bit of uh, an anomaly for, for people out there um, who think uh, or wonder why Palestinians fall uh, under this uh, UN agency, UNRWA, which we're talking about, and not the UN Agency for Refugees in general, known as UNHCR. And this goes back to basically 1948, when the, uh, in the wake of the Arab-Israeli war, which displaced millions of Palestinians, um, and uh, the UN uh, set up, uh, mandated uh, a special organization, which is, which is called UNRWA, to uh, provide services for uh, refugees scattered uh, in the wake of that war. Uh, at the time, so, so this was set up in 1949, uh, December 1949, even before uh, what we know as UNHCR was set up, the, the UN Agency for Refugees in general. There was a UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees before anything else, because this was the immediate um, problem back then. And uh, the uh, refugees and displaced, uh, including those who are uh, on on their homeland, uh, as you rightly say, in uh, what is now occupied Palestine, are still stateless because there, there is still no effective uh, state of Palestine. So they have been the the, the, the there has been the, the entire um, political negotiation for the return of these refugees, which is the the right of every refugee. Um, has has been uh, the, the the subject of uh, decades um, of procrastination and failed policies and um, failed uh, agreements um, between the Israeli and the Palestinian side, and obviously brokered by uh, the U.S. and the rest of the world. So, mm. we, for um, decades, uh, these these Palestinian refugees have been the victims of failed policies. They are not. Uh, the ones that they, they, they are not the ones to blame uh, for anything that uh, has gone wrong in uh, anything to do between uh, Israel and Palestine. Uh, they are the ones suffering. They are the ones unable to return to their um, homes uh, where where they have been displaced from, and and they are still suffering from uh, the, the bad uh, policies that that have kept them in this limbo for so long. Um, now. Uh, one one can argue um, that there is a legitimate um, reason to discuss and uh, uh, question and, and uh, see how ways of, of moving forward um, on how uh, UNRWA operates and its mandate. There is a legitimate discussion to be had about that. Our concern from a, as a humanitarian agency is that you can't do that uh, simply by uh, withholding the money that keeps this institution going. That's not the way to affect any reforms, any change in the mandate, any 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 changes at all. That, that's blackmail, and it's punishing the people who uh, really depend on this organization. I mean, President Trump of the United States, his position was laid out pretty clearly last week when talking with Israelis, uh, or Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, he said that money is on the table and that money's not going to them unless they sit down and negotiate peace. Um, what are the prospects of any dialogue going forward to, to help solve this crisis? Uh, 
Well, it is already a, a very uh, convoluted way of trying to, to reignite any attempts for peace because uh, he, he's barking the wrong tree, uh, frankly, um, the U.S. president. Uh, UNRWA and the Palestinian refugees have nothing to do with the Palestinian leadership. So the people being punished here are uh, some of the poorest, most vulnerable Palestinians who have absolutely no say on whether uh, Mahmoud Abbas or the Palestinian Authority or any of the Palestinian factions return to the negotiation table. This has just uh, the cruel impact uh, on people on the ground, from their health services to their... Uh, after the rubbish collection in these camps is, on, is also organized by UNRWA. Um, but it, it will have no impact um, on what happens uh, at a negotiating table. Um, and this is why, uh, as a humanitarian agency, we are extremely concerned by what we call the politicization of aid. That is, the U.S. administration is in breaking with tradition, I would say, because it has been uh, quite exemplary in the past. But in, in uh, making, trying to score a political point by uh, punishing the, the people who need uh, aid most. And that goes against all principles of uh, humanitarian aid, including uh, impartiality and neutrality, and providing aid for those who need it, irrespective of their political convictions, their religion, their, their race, their ethnicity. Uh, this, is, this, is, this just goes against all those principles values that were also there in the uh, humanitarian field. Mr. Shembri, thank you so much for joining us today on the line. Thank you for having me. Carl Shembri, Regional Media Advisor in the Middle East.